The following is a public service announcement. محتوى هذا التسجيل سوف يكون باللغة الإنجليزية من صناعي محتوى عرب من جيل الهامبرغر. إذا كنت عربيا فخورا ولا تستطيع الوقوف مع رؤية عرب آخرين يحققون أشياء عظيمة ويتحدثون بلغة مختلفة فننصحك بإيقاف هذا البودكاست الآن وشكرا The content of this recording is purely in English and made by Arabs from the hamburger generation. Listener discretion is advised. If you are a proud Arab that cannot stand seeing other Arabs achieve great things while speaking in a different language, we advise you to turn off this podcast now. And thank you. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Hamburger Generation Jeel Al Hamburger. Today's episode we've got a podcast regular Mo Abu Zayed sharing his most recent adventure where he went off to mainland China to buy some kayaks. It's definitely as random as it sounds. Fair warning, if you're offended by hilarious Chinese accents, this episode is not for you. Enjoy. Yo, did I ever tell you guys uh, about the time I went to China? What happened to me in China when I went to go get the kayaks? Wait, what kayaks? Okay, let me start from the beginning. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, please, from the beginning of the story. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so, you guys know that I have a lot of kayaks in Dubai. <laughs> what? Two of them? Yeah, and, 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 every, yeah. <laughs> and every now and then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about selling a kayak here and there. So essentially, this all started with a with an idea. I wanted to start a business. I was thinking of things to sell. Water sports were on, you know, a high ticket item. I thought I could make a good margin on based on prices in Dubai. El muhim. I decided that I wanted to import a shipment of kayaks and try my luck at the trade of selling kayaks. Mm. I identified a lot of factories that produce kayaks at the rates that I want, but. In order to ship such a large item like that, it's super expensive to buy just one item because mm. there's a fixed shipping cost associated. And when you want to buy from a far country like China, you want to buy samples first. This is how all traders do it. You import a sample, you see if it's good quality, then you put your sh- shipment in for 50 or 100 pieces or whatever. Mm. But it was cheaper for me to just go to China visit a bunch of factories, see the samples in real life, come back rather than... Importing. Rather rather than importing from five different factories and deciding which Mm. kayak I liked most. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, makes sense. And there's each factory produces different types of kayak. You have your your one single sit on top, you have the sit insides, you have the two persons, you have the one and a half persons. Not to mention the excitement of just visiting a whole new country. Yeah, it's an excuse. Yeah, true. But I'm cheap and it costed money, so I wasn't really looking forward to that aspect. And like, no offense, (laughs) no, 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 no offense to to china or anything like that but it's never been an an interesting destination in my mind i've Mm. never and to be fair i wasn't going to shanghai or whatever all the factories that i identified were in a town called ningbo which was small by china standards and it's not by any means like a tourist destination or a metropolitan thing it's industrial Industrial? well that's why the factories are there i wasn't going to have fun right in short yeah 
So Mohim, I had three three days three days in China. My first day I got there. Well, uh, did you did you do any prep before you went? Like yeah, okay. Communicated okay. with the factories. I had I got in touch with all the factories that I was visiting, and I had made a list of ten factories. I had their phone numbers. I was talking to them on WhatsApp. But they were all telling me when you get to China, WhatsApp is not going to work. So you have to get a VPN because in China, WhatsApp and Facebook are blocked. They have their own thing called WeChat. So like the, you speak to them in English on WhatsApp. I speak. So every factory has one person designated, which the title is salesperson, like mm. sales manager. Mm-hmm. But in reality, this is like the niece of factory owner's cousin who mm. speaks english right okay. you know the like person is who, who when i say i'm being very generous when i say who speaks english mm. i mean can put together enough words like okay you'd order now <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know by the way this episode is gonna have a lot of me doing the chinese accent it's gonna be terrible and i'm apologizing <laughs> if you're offended by chinese accents yeah. turn off I'm now like, this is nothing against chinese people or anything it's just my best attempt at <laughs> telling this story as accurately as possible yeah you want to put us in the zone yeah so i had the sales managers numbers i've been talking to them they're really young people early 20s you know the sales managers and i needed to get to a town called ningbo and Ningbo is a three-hour bus from Shanghai. So my flight arrived in Shanghai through an extremely arduous journey from, Ning, uh, from, from Shanghai. I was supposed to make it from Shanghai to Ningbo three hours later from the airport. It ended up taking me somewhere around 11 hours before I got to Ningbo, to, yeah, before I, I got it. to a hotel in Ningbo. I thought I've traveled all over. East Asia, Southeast Asia, India. And I thought that I had experienced the, the, the most difficult thing when I traveled across the whole country of India, basically, by, by public transport, public railway, uh, buses, all of that. And I never had any issues. Mm-hmm. So I thought that, I, oh, if I can get from Delhi to uh, West Bengal by myself, I can do f- whatever from Shanghai to Ningbo three hours away. So you're confident in your abilities. Super confident in my travel abilities, whatever. Something gets delayed. There's always a bus. There's always a train. Things in foreign countries are usually cheap. I'll, I'll pay for it if it really gets down to it. I'll hire a private car, whatever. Yeah. And everyone before I went to China kept warning me. You have to get a translator. You have to get a fixer. And I was doing some Google online. Oh, yeah, fixer, right. You have to get a fixer, someone who will meet you in China and will guide you the whole way. I'm like, get out of here. I've traveled (laughs) all over India. I know how to do this. So I arrived in uh, Shanghai Airport. Shanghai Airport's lovely. All the signs are both in Chinese and in English. Uh, Mandarin. Just as I expected. Nothing weird for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know that I have to get to something called railway south station in shanghai so i asked a lady who works at the airport barely spoke any english but she had enough you know she works at the uh, information so she guided me i took the bus to the train station mm-hmm. and that was the when i got onto that bus i realized how screwed i was the bus driver when i got in i asked shanghai railway south Shanghai Railway South, and like totally non, n- non-intelligible speech between me and anyone in the country from then on. 
I got to the railway <laughs> south. So he didn't know the name of the station in English? No, no. They, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the point I'm making. No one knew the name of anything in English. Uh-huh. When I finally... So I just I was like, oh, crap. I got on the bus. I opened WhatsApp to, and, and Google Maps. And I realized that Google Maps is not working because Google is blocked. And I realized that WhatsApp isn't working because Facebook is blocked. So oh. I'm like, oh, I'm really screwed right You're now. On a bus. I'm on a bus going to Shanghai Railway South, and it's taking a long time. Now Google Maps will still tell you where you are in GPS mm-hmm. without internet, right? Yeah. But it won't tell. It won't load up names of things. Yeah. Mm. So I can't Google names of things. Luckily, this particular journey, I had mapped Railway South. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. and I had mapped the hotel I'm going to in Ningbo. So anyway, I get to Shanghai Railway South. You know, Easy. alhamdulillah, I made it, you know? Okay. This station alone was by far the largest station of any type of station I've ever seen in my life. Like the number of gates, there were buses to take you, like when I arrived at the station, there were lines of buses to take you to entrance one, entrance two, entrance three of the station. Oh, oh my gosh. Like that's how big it was. Mm. And I stood there and it was snowing. And right after my trip to China, I was going to meet up with Sammy, a friend of mine, for his bachelor party in Thailand. I wasn't dressed for winter. <laughs> I was dressed in flip-flops, like a, a tank top. And I had a jacket because I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. China might get cold. But in my head, China doesn't snow like Canada. Yeah. China. Come on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it was snowing, like snow, snow, freezing cold. Like people like, you know, doing the cigarette thing like, and like going inside. Like it was freezing cold. So I'm running around asking people who are getting off the bus. Like thousands, imagine thousands of people coming and going in the middle of the station with all these buses going everywhere. Really hectic. It's nighttime. And I had to nighttime. Yeah, it's not now. It's like six p.m., seven p.m. Like sun went down from my from from the airport to there. Mm. The sun had gone down. And I I eventually you know and then one one sign in English said railway station. One sign said bus station, and they were completely opposite directions. And I googled online that there's bus and there's railway. So I'm like, whatever. I'll just go to the bus station. You okay. know, like hopefully I'll find it. And Mohem, I got there. Just to give you a small example, I was asking people. Ningbo, I want, excuse me, I would like to go to Ningbo. That's what I was saying to everyone. The kind ones, the ones who aren't, you know, like, you know, imagine like a city the size of New York. Well, it's much bigger than New York and a lot more activity and fast pace and all that. The ones who would be kind enough to even listen to me would be like, huh, huh, like like that. Uh And I'd be like, Ningbo. And I have a paper that says Ningbo and, and like the hotel name. And the street in Ningbo. And I'm saying Ningbo, Chine- Ningbo. In Chinese? Yeah, in, chi- in Chinese and in English. Yeah. And I would show it to people, but there was no like helpfulness whatsoever. Either they wouldn't understand or they'd like, they'd turn away and start walking away and just point somewhere. They'd like point somewhere and walk away just to like finish the problem for them, you know? Uh. But, oh, like, you know, imagine someone just pointing away and then they'd walk away. Uh-huh. But okay, I guess I walk in that direction. And then I'd ask someone else and most people would be like, oh, no, 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 no. Like they wave their arm like, no, 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 not interested, not interested. And they walk away. Like uh-huh. no one was talking to me. Okay. So That's I, so weird. It was like, so, it was really, I was like, someone just help? It, was, it was cold, man. And I'm clearly like a brown dude. Like I ain't like, from around here. <laughs> it's pretty clear. <laughs> and I got, I got there. When I finally got to the entrance of one of the subway station entrances, 
I'm trying to go on the station, but there's security and everything, and they're not letting people in without tickets. And there's a cop there, and I'm telling the cop, excuse me, Ningbo, Ningbo. And the cop is like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh and he's pointing in my face rude, yelling at me. Like, and I've been told since then, by the way, that this is in the same way that Arabic always sounds like people are shouting. Mm. The Chinese have a way of speaking, especially like in a big city, where it always sounds like they're being rude. But I know people who've lived in, in Shanghai, like foreigners, but trust me, they're the sweetest people. It's just how they speak, especially in the city. It's just a it's tone. It's just a cultural it, in, thing. In, in, a, in the Western way, we consider this tone rude there. It's not, they're not being rude. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't know this. Mm. And the guy would like sometimes even if you know it, it's hard to like move past that when totally. you don't know the language. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. So the cop, I was like, "Let me in, let me in, let me in," and like Ningbo, 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 please, Ningbo. And he's like pointing away towards the street behind me, where there's like an intersection and like traffic lights and skyscrapers. Like it's really like you're in a very very busy metropolitan city, but no one's willing to help, and it's no English anywhere. Ilmohem. I was yelling at this guy, Ningbo, Ningbo, let me in. And he's not letting me in. And some dude from behind him, like a gangster looking dude with tattoos and everything, like shaved head. From inside, behind the cop, he's looking at me outside in the snow. And by the way, I look like an idiot, like shorts and a jacket. And <laughs> I have my bag. And I have like a really heavy backpack that has all my stuff in it for like, you know, my vacation. The bachelor my, party. The bachelor <laughs> party. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, Yo, Ningbo, you Ningbo. Yes, yes, me Ningbo, me Ningbo. I said, oh, no, no, no. And he starts talking to the cop. The cop let, let, lets him out of the station. He comes, he grabs my hand, and he's like, starts pointing at his watch. Ningbo, 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 while pointing at his watch. And I'm like, time. It's, we're running out of time. <laughs> you know, like, okay, what do we do? And he grabs my hand, like my wrist, and starts sprinting. <laughs> sprinting away like towards the traffic lights and there's like huge intersection with like and it's red and there's like a group of maybe 50 people waiting like in a big block of humans and he's just like no ningbo ningbo pointing at his clock run so i'm running with him we cross the and red light we're, yeah while holding hands and the cop starts whistling with his whistle like there's a cop in the middle because you're jaywalking y- yeah he's, a cop is like turr, turr, turr. And, they, and i'm looking and i'm like well, yo man the cops and he's like no 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 ningbo, ningbo. and i'm running i'm chasing <laughs> him Holy shit. it was really intense man and i was really scared because like i'm like i don't know what chinese cops will do to me <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. plus like you're trusting this gang and i'm trusting guy. this guy that was all tattooed and everything but luckily, he was, yeah, yeah, but he's the only person. He's the only person who was actually kind enough to help me, and he actually legitimately took me to to a to an office. Passport, blah 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 blah. He did everything for me. Bought me the tickets to the Ningbo bus, and eventually took me back to the station. What a guy! Yeah, and I had my ticket, and now the cop lets me go in. And then in the station, you have to do some more things: get a paper, get the actual bus ticket. By the end of it, man, I'm like. So nervous. The guy keeps pointing at his watch, yelling Ningbo. And he keeps saying Ningbo bus, Ningbo bus, Ningbo bus. Like, and he's pointing. And I'm like, yes, yes, Ningbo bus. And then he takes, and man, not even the numbers on the gates are in English. Not, oh, nothing damn. in the, and, and I realized this about China, or at least the places I went, none of the indoor things are, are heated. So even inside the train station or the bus station or whatever, sta- even the malls, you can still see the fog from your breath. 
It's mm-hmm. so cold mm-hmm. everywhere. You don't get a rest from the cold. And every worker who works at these stations has those little soba things, the little heaters next to them. Mm-hmm. Sounds like such an like, Orwellian world. That's, I swear it felt like that when I was there. So I eventually, this guy sorts me out. I t- thank him, gave him like, you know, five yen or whatever it was that I, that, that, the amount. And then he takes me and he's like, okay, now let's go to the bus. I needed to pee so bad, needed to pee so bad, but like I haven't had the time of it since the bus, you know, since the, mm. so I'm like, uh, me, uh, uh, to- uh, you, toilet, toilet, toilet. And he's like yelling Ningbo bus pointing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's, I'm like, toilet, toilet. And he's like, what, what, what? I'm like, I'm like, bath, bathroom, bathroom, bathroom. And he's like, what, what, what? And he's like looking around asking people, like, well, do you know what this motherfucker is trying to say? <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm just, and I'm like, oh, toilet, bathroom, pee, pee, me, pee. And he's looking, and he's looking at me like, like totally like, like softened, like, dumbfounded. He's like, like what is happening? Softened, like I'm saying pee, pee, pee. Bathroom, toilet, toilet, PP's like all the PP. I thought PP was international, <laughs> yeah. but not even PP was getting through to him. PP, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my god! So I literally like point ah. with two fingers down at my crotch. I put my like my palms face down on my hips, and I start <laughs> pretending like I'm peeing in the middle, and I'm already <laughs> being stared at by all the Chinese people. <laughs> For being the one b- brown dude running around with this guy who's all tattooed. So now I'm standing in front of him pretending I'm pissing on him. I'm literally imitating I'm pissing on him. <laughs> and he, looked, he looks down at me while I'm pissing. He goes, oh, oh. And then he goes, oh, why, why didn't you say you wanted to go to the washroom? Like that, like that. And he grabs my hand and he starts running towards the washroom. I remember getting to the washroom, being like, there isn't even a washroom sign. How did you know this was the washroom? Like, there's nothing, nothing. Uh. It's really strange. So I went in and I, I went to pee and I like really, really quickly, I stand up and I'm peeing on the urinals. He didn't come in with me. Really gr- gross, nasty washroom. But I'm peeing in the urinal. <laughs> and as, as I'm peeing, I just hear him screaming from outside. He's like, Nick and literally, I'm halfway through my piss. It's like, dude, like I'm trying to finish this off. Like, bobas, like bobas. <laughs> so brutal. I finished it off quickly. I'm like, oh, no time to wash my hands. This is disgusting. And I, ran, <laughs> I ran out. And then he came, grabbed me by my hand, took me to the bus. Literally, everyone's getting on the bus. He's just like, Ningbo bus. I walked to this bus. And outside the bus, there's an English word that says Ningbo. Oh, and the Chinese writing. <laughs> I get on the bus and I have no idea where the hell I'm going. I just know it's going to Ningbo. I don't know which station in Ningbo. Uh. I don't have anything saved in Ningbo. The I'll spare you the details. But the next six hours, I eventually got to Ningbo. WhatsApp kind of worked, and I remember uh, WhatsApp started working because I had the VPN, which kept connecting and not connecting because it was the VPN itself is also blocked as a service. Right. So sometimes it connects, sometimes it doesn't. And I remember sending voice notes to Israat or yeah. Mujara. Mujara being like, I'm in, I'm on my way to Ningbo <laughs> and I'm like pretty scared. I have no idea where I'm going. <laughs> Shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. But you're so decent of that guy to help you out. Yo, he, what yeah. a legend. Seriously. What a G. And I'm, I'm sure that the ticket office he took me to scam me, maybe charge me double for the bus. You know, all of this, but I, who cares? You know, yeah. it's totally worth if it. If he's listening. Yeah, if he's listening, <laughs> thanks. Well, shashay, shashay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, I got to Ningbo and then the, in Ningbo, the real adventure started where... The hotel I wanted to go to turned out to be two hours away. Like the hotel that I had booked 
was two hours away, so I couldn't make it. The, I got into three or four different taxis. Uh, I got lost a lot. And did then the, did I, the taxi people speak English there? No, like, not, a, not, a single, not a single word. And because this whole thing was so quick, I didn't get a chance to convert my dollars to yen. So I only had dollars and taxis weren't taking my dollars and I was trying to explain to them exchange rates. And they're like, like, no, 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 like they don't want the dollars. Mm. Like this is more than your yen. You're asking me for 10 yen and I take the, take the thing and I show them conversion. Yeah, math. And, and they no, no math. You, you guys know math, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So I'm explaining it and they'd be, I'd be giving them double the yen amount in dollars. I'd be like, no, 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 no. And they'd be maybe, maybe it's difficult to exchange the dollars to yen. Yeah. Maybe it is. Well, it was difficult. <laughs> it was difficult because so many of the exchange places I went to, there'd be no, I had a hundred dollars. They'd be like, oh, we don't have that much now. We can do $10. It was really uh, weird. Like the whole thing was sketched, sketchy, especially I'm in Ningbo now. I'm not in a, yeah, in a not metropolitan in like a city anymore. City, yeah. I missed my chance to change because I was so pressed for time. True. But Ningbo bus, Ningbo bus when I was in Shanghai. Ilmohim, I eventually made it to a random hotel that I didn't book. I canceled that booking that I originally made. I made it to some hotel that I, ta- I asked some taxi drivers at some hotel reception. Some guys helped me out. I didn't, I didn't have money to pay the taxi. Sweet Chinese guy who was entering a hotel at the time, a hotel that was way too expensive for me. So uh, Wait, this guy... Wait, what? Hold <laughs> on. I know Hold this. on. Trust me. I'm telling you this. Uh, my, my time in Ningbo was like six to seven hours. So like th- a lot of things happened before I got to the hotel. Among mm. the things that happened was one taxi took me to a, a hotel. When I got in a hotel a taxi, I told him, I showed him the Ningbo hotel that mm. I wanted to go to. He explained to me on the map that this is like two hours away. Sorry, buddy. We're not going there. Uh. Then I go, okay. I managed to tell him any hotel. Sleep. Did you uh, do me, like yeah, sleep yeah. sign? Like sleep, me, sleep, hotel, hotel. He pulled out his Google Translate, which by the way, I had downloaded but Google Translate doesn't work because it's Google. It's blocked. Mm. So I downloaded the Chinese translation app that they use. Yeah. But I had that app. The whole menu is in Chinese. Uh-huh. I didn't even know how oh, to get man. to the part. Like I didn't. I, for all I know, I was translating Arabic to Russian. You know? <laughs> like I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You ev- have to be Chinese to use it. You have to be Chinese to use the translate app. <laughs> So I didn't know. So I didn't even know how to get to the appropriate page where I input the English for it to change to Chinese. True. So sometimes they would have the translate app and they would tell me to type things in. So us. this guy, the taxi driver, took you to a hotel. One of the taxi drivers took me to this hotel. Okay. I got in there and there were like five hundred dollars a night or something. It was like staying at Emirates Palace. Yeah. You know oh, what it's I mean? Like the fanciest hotel in Ningbo. Exactly. He Ningbo. probably yeah in Ningbo. He probably Ningbo. thought I was like a foreigner, or whatever. I was like yeah. Yo, $500? I could have got a kayak sample from every fucking factory. <laughs> <laughs> at the comfort of my home. At the, at the end of, I, know, I know it looks like I'm here to party with my flip-flops. <laughs> but I'm here like conducting snow. business. Yeah, but this is a business trip right here. I'm trying to cut costs to my organization. <laughs> oh, so, so, so when eventually I'm like, okay, clearly not staying in this hotel. But I got some yen at the reception. Some guy at the reception spoke some English. I told him I'm trying to go to a hotel. He did everything for me. He opened his booking app because booking.com doesn't work. They got their own thing. And he he booked the hotel for me. 
He told me the price. He asked me price. What price you want? I said, yeah, that's good. Please. I told him, is it nearby? Yes. Then I'm like, okay, I'll go take a taxi. Thank you for your help. He's like, yo, don't take a taxi. He ordered on their Uber. It's called like Mimi or Titi. It's called Titi. On their Uber, he ordered me the ride because he's like, you're going to get lost or whatever. So it was like the destination as well as mm. where to pick us up from. So I li- And he paid for it and I just offered him some yen, like, please take some yen. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, just just go. He paid for yeah, it? Yeah, he, he paid for <gasps> it. What an honorable thing to do. Absolutely. So that taxi ride was just me going in, sitting down and be like, I hope this guy's sending me to a hotel. <laughs> 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 so I eventually got to the hotel and then my, I arrived at 2 a.m. And the next morning at 8 a.m., I had a pickup from this hotel now. Someone was picking me up from the factory for my first kayak factory Oh, yeah, because this is all a business trip. Yeah, I yeah, forgot. Yeah. So wait, the, fa- the kayak factory uh, like planned the, your ride from the hotel to the factory? Exactly. So as soon as I got into now the newly, the new hotel, which I didn't know I would be staying at, the factory thought I was in one hotel, now I'm in another hotel. Mm. When I got there, I got on Wi-Fi, VPN, I messaged them, said, yo, I'm in this hotel now. I sent them location, all of that. And the they're like, okay, no problem. We'll pick you up from there tomorrow at 8 a.m. Wow, these guys are looking to make a sale. Huh? Exactly. And by the way, some weird things would happen. Sometimes people would pay for me. And the WeChat app, which is our WhatsApp, it has, if you just point to your phone at another person's phone, they, they have a way of transferring money to each other. What? Between phones. Yeah, so a lot of times I would get in a taxi and like say the factory owner puts me in a taxi to take me back to the hotel. I wouldn't have cash or whatever. They would do, they point their phones at each other. They're like, ding. And they're like, okay, I pay. No, no problem. You go. Uh-huh. Like that. I'm like, man, they're living in the future. Yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Do you think there, I wonder if there's like a bank in between or. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen something like that that's like recently been introduced here. Yeah. Mm. But anyways. Yeah. So anyway, so. I arrived in Ningbo. This is all done. This is kind of like my journey. The rest of my journey was Okay. But I still, I was always at any point in China for the rest of my trip, I could never make it from point A to point B without at least two or three intermediaries holding my hand along the way, get in this car, they talk to the taxi, tell them where I'm going. Like, I, you really can't do it on your own. Basically, you should have gotten a fixer. I should have gotten, man, I'm cutting costs, man. The kayak business. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so let's, let's, the next day. Yes. I visited several factories. I'm just going to tell you guys about one factory that I visited. This is the factory that, uh, this is called like Lishi Xiaofei. That's like how they would pronounce it. Lishi Xiaofei. They Li might Xi. be sponsoring this episode. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, but, have, but the factories also have an English name, you know? But Which uh, is? I don't, I don't go by those names. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a local now. State. <laughs> Keep it. I'm a, I'm a Ningbonian. <laughs> so, Keep it original. Yeah. So this guy... When I got there at like 11 a.m. Or, or 12 p.m. noon, they have lunch really early. He picked me up, and it's the factory owner. He's driving a really nice car. He's a Chinese man, you know, wearing glasses, kind of balding. And he picks me up in his nice, like, Lexus or something. And it's a four-wheel drive, and I'm like, yo, this guy's got money, because most of the cars are kind of cracked. Like older know? guy, eh? Yeah, older guy. And in his passenger seat is the sales manager. I'm doing quotation marks sales manager uh-huh. and the sales manager is just the person who's translating between me and the factory owner 
So, oh, you uh, first time in uh, China? Yeah, yeah, first time in China. This is in the car. Yeah, first time in China. I love it. So beautiful. Then she would go, she tells the factory oh, owner. Okay. The factory owner goes, So factory she, owner is like zero English. Not even hello. <laughs> dude, 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 nothing. Nothing. This is all of them. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you how so little, crazy. how it's it, like like eye contact is awkward like i don't know dude, let's just say it's as good as your chinese well it's oh, like actually it, maybe yours is better you know how to say hello i know how to say thank you you know in chinese and so and ni hao i learned ni hao and ni hao man shishi ilmuhim so it was literally like this every single thing i would say she would say i can't and he goes and then she goes uh, Mr. Lee. His name is Mr. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, she, she'd look at me and say, uh, Mr. Lee. He say, China, very good country to visit. You pick a very good country. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Her Chinese name is Tina. Thank you, <laughs> Tina. Tell Mr. Lee that I'm so happy to be in China, this beautiful country. <laughs> she goes, Mr. Lee, he say, <laughs> Mr. Lee, he say, you are a very brave businessman. You come to China. How old are you? This is on the way to the factory, right? Yeah, on the way. In, when it's in Chinese, you yeah. think he's saying some like yeah, important yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. Dude, you're so good at the yeah. accent, man. <laughs> anyway, so we go the whole way like this. And by the way, the factory is like an hour away from the hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Uh, for a little detail. So he picked me up at like 10 a.m. At 11 a.m., he goes, we get to a restaurant. Yeah? Not the factory. We get to a restaurant. Mm. She goes, Mr. Lee, he say, you hungry? <laughs> Is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> no, not hungry. I eat in the hotel. She goes, ah, oh, Mr. Lee say, we have lunch now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if Mr. Lee says so, but please, you know, I'm trying to be like, I'm thinking they're like Arabs. You got to say no a million times. And I'm trying to be as Eastern as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know they're right. very like culturally like yeah, Eastern. Yeah, tradition. Yeah, tradition. So I keep saying, oh, like keep bowing my head. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but like this is what they do in the movies, man. So I keep bowing my head like, oh, no need for lunch. It's okay. <laughs> Like, you know, trying to be, I'm like in with the culture, bowing my head. Yeah. You know, like, like shaking my head left around. Dog, that's not it. That's India. <laughs> just, yeah, just pulling out all the cultural, like, all the, the cultural shit I know. Yeah. So we go into the restaurant. We, man, it's like a buffet of like so much seafood. Like, you walk into a, a buffet of so many fish, dead fish, and dead lobsters, and tanks of live fish. And like, it's really, really like 
very impressive spread of food. So he's taking it, you to a nice he's place. He's taking me to a really nice place, all the seafood, and basically telling me to pick which one you oh, want. Which, which that sounds amazing. Yeah, he's like, which fish do you want? Which this? And, and obviously, it's all the... Tr- like, I'll spare every single communication, but it was all... Please the, don't. The, the description. <laughs> it was all as I described in the car. Like, she says something, which one you want? Oh, I like fish. <laughs> Mr. Lee, he said that you must try this fish. Okay, yeah. if Mr. Lee says so... You know? Yeah. So we go up to the room. There's a private room for us in this restaurant. We sit around a circular table. (laughs) Circular table. Me, Tina, and Mr. Lee. uh, Tina being in the middle, like between us. Right. And we're at the edge of this one large circular table where the middle plate rotates and people keep bringing the things that we ordered downstairs. They keep bringing the cooked dish. They put it on the circle plate. And Mr. Lee keeps turning it. Like, like you have to eat first. You have to eat first. Oh. And then so it's a, it's a table that rotates. The okay. table right. rotates. Right. Like Chinese this. tables. Yeah. Exactly. So food keeps coming and drinks and everything. So he ke- And he's being ultra. Like he's beefing me up. Like buttering me up yeah. big time. Oh you know? yeah, for you know? real. Yeah, and he's yeah. you know he's trying to get me all full and happy and all of that. So he keeps ordering things, and it's all you know. There's like lobster and fish, and every this is this is the conversation at the table, and this is how the setting would work. He goes points the, the plate at me. He goes, oh no no oh no no like pointing and yelling at the food, and <laughs> and Tina goes, Mister Lee, he say. You must to try this dish, this dish from special area in China, hometown, Mr. Lee. Oh, oh this is from your area, Mr. Lee. Okay. And both of them, eyes locked on me, food in my plate only. I take like the soup. I take, a, take, take like a scoop from like a, a soup. A soup take, scoop? I take a spoonful of the soup. And I'm like, Ah, <laughs> and then they're both looking at me like anticipation, like huh, 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 huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, mm. I'm like rubbing my belly. Mm. I tell Tina, Tina, the food is so good. And I look at Mister uh, Mister Lee when I'm saying the food is so good. Please, Tina, tell Mister Lee the food is so good from his hometown. <laughs> Miss, Mr. Lee, <laughs> she looks at Mr. Lee, <laughs> like really good. <laughs> Mr. Lee, <laughs> and then she looks at me, oh, Mr. Lee, say, fish coming now, fish coming with this soup, you must try it together. Very good flavor. Okay. I'll try that. And like we wait. And like now they put food. And everyone starts eating. And not a single word was said casually. The whole lunch, which lasted an hour and a half of dishes coming and all that. Me in my head, I'm like, please just take me to the factory. Get me the hell out of this situation where all they're doing is doing this like three-way conversation. At one point, it was they were doing this to me going, Mr. Lee, say, you're a very smart businessman. You come from Dubai to China. You very young. You very young. How you come by yourself? Yes, but me. Thank you, Mr. Lee, so much. But Mr. Lee, very smart businessman. He have factory. He start factory by himself. 
blah blah blah. You know, I'm like mm. praising him. He praises me. I praise him. So she she said, oh yeah, and you could see Mr. Lee gets like lit up when I when I praise his business acumen, and then she replied <laughs> to her like, Mr. Lee, he say when he was little boy in factory, he was. <laughs> He was working in factory. He was small worker. After he learned engineer, he go to school. And then after he dream, he make his own factory. Now he have best factory all Ningbo. Wow. He was a worker in the factory <laughs> before <laughs> he started the factory. And then like she lays it back to him. He, then he's just asking, "What your yeah, and like what, yeah, oh my and god, yo, the, uh, I'll I'll I'll, st- I'll spare the details. It's probably so annoying for listeners. <laughs> yes, yeah, Dude, it's the best. it. The point is, an hour and a half of this, so brutal, excruciatingly painful, that eventually, we went to the factory. Gotta say, the praising worked because I ended up buying the kayaks from him. <laughs> <laughs> they won the, you the up, proposal. Eh? Yeah, from Li Shi It's so funny that she starts every sentence with Mr. Lee. Yeah, Mr. Lee, he say. Mr. Lee, he and say. Then, and then you went back. How did you, how did you make your way back? Was it easy? Uh, no, it wasn't easy at all. I had to take a super train thing. Like they have this magnet. So like I, I, that wasn't the only factory that I visited. In fact, I had I had visited some factories before this one, and I had some visited some factories after. Mm. It was really awkward, man. At one, I, for, I I haven't told anyone this one was a really awkward thing that happened there, where one of the factories that I went to before coming to to them, they had really shit kayaks, and they sold paddle boards, but really shit paddle boards. I wasn't interested. I told the girl who worked the sales manager in that factory, "Oh, thank you so much. I will message you. This looks very good," and I left. When Mr. Lee was telling me, you'll, I, when I was signing the papers, basically telling him, yes, I want f- f- kayaks from your factory. It's really good quality, this and that. But he didn't have any stand-up paddle boards. And I wanted stand-up paddle boards, sub, sub boards. Mm. Right. He's like, oh, I don't sell stand-up paddle boards, but my partner sells stand-up paddle boards. After we finish here, I'll take you to my partner's factory and you can buy paddle boards from him. I get in the car with Mr. Lee oh. and Tina and they take me to the factory that I had bought, that I was just at the day before. Right. And he had made a bunch of calls in Chinese being like, oh, someone's coming who's interested in paddle boards. Mm. But when I went there, it was to, when I went to meet with him initially, it was to buy kayaks. Right. Mm. So it was established in real time that I went to them, didn't like the kayaks, went there like the kayaks and I was going back for st- for paddle boards mm. and the sales manager and the owner of that factory were giving me like these stares like oh, like oh, really? total displeasure mm. because I was totally like yeah yeah and then I'm like oh stand up paddle boards I've already seen these and then there was an awkward like both of them speaking together in Chinese like, I don't know, I don't know. like this motherfucker came here before this motherfucker <laughs> came here before oh man yeah he told us he's gonna buy from us no he's going to you now oh man I didn't know man I just thought you want to stand up paddle boards I was gonna hook you up with the paddle board. Yeah, it was like that yeah. and I was just standing there in the middle like please take me to Thailand <laughs> <laughs> It was really awkward. Actually, that was really, really, really awkward. I felt so bad. Because anyway, all of this finished. I visited like six factories. I didn't make all 10. No way. Mm-hmm. I visited six factories over the course of the three days. Eventually, I made it back. When I eventually got on a flight 
from from Ningbo nearby town called Hangzhou, which uh, is where Jack Ma is from, the founder of Alibaba. Oh yeah. Uh, so I went to Hangzhou, where I took the flight to Bangkok. From Hangzhou to Bangkok, and I swear, yo, when I arrived in Bangkok, usually we go to Bangkok from, or we go to Thailand when you go on vacation, you go from Dubai or from somewhere Western feeling to Bangkok and you get there and you go, oh, what a weird Eastern place, Thai food everywhere (laughs) and Thai people and they all, you know, they have broken English, this is weird. I swear, when I arrived in Bangkok, I'm like, yes, the Western <laughs> world is so amazing. <laughs> like, for me, this was like I had just went from, like, Dubai to, like, Ottawa or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, I just walked into like, the most Western place. Everyone speaks English. Everyone is saying hi. Everyone's like, you want taxi? You want taxi? And I'm like, oh, this, yes, I want taxi. You'll take me to Kosan Road. Like, yes, Kosan Road, no problem. And I'm Kosan like, yo, Road. I'm communicating. These are my people. <laughs> All I got to say is that's a classic Mo story. Thanks again for listening. And as always, please reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, rate and review us wherever you can and spread the love. See ya.